Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. So in my last podcast, I was talking about everyone can dance and I still 100% believe in that. And what I was saying in a nutshell is that basically as adults, at some point we decide that the only way to dance is in some kind of formal way and that's just not the truth okay everyone just has to be free to move and you can absolutely access that so if you want to check that out go back one more podcast but this is another thing that i want to pick up on um it kind of follows on from that podcast something called demonstrating versus doing so as well as being a choreographer and a dancer and all this kind of stuff as well throughout my career and as because I work in theatre and I'm a movement director and I work with actors a lot one of the things that I hear about a lot and something that I've also trained in myself when I've been doing my own sort of acting courses and learning from professional actors is this idea of demonstrating myself doing something versus actually feeling and producing a true emotion of what that is so if you're an actor or if you've even done something as basic as like GCSE drama you will probably have heard that I can see, I can really see what you're feeling, but are you really feeling what you're doing? Um, and actually, <laughs> what it means is, as humans, we can tell when someone is lying to us. If someone's a shit liar, they start doing specific things with their bodies that just prove. So if someone says, I don't know, let's say, uh, kids are great at this, actually. Kids are a fantastic example of being crap liars. Um if let's say there was a donut on the table and your seven-year-old stole it and you went to the kid and went, hey, son, uh, did you steal that donut? They'll go, well, maybe, well, actually, it was a raccoon, whatever. And something will happen and they'll do all these things to like lie. And it's really, it's actually an incredibly perfect acting <laughs> of a kid feeling terrified that they're lying to you but what they are actually doing is a very 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 demonstrated i'm very bad at proving that i'm not lying to you <laughs> and we've all seen this before and we can all tell in theater and on tv and netflix and whatever streaming service that we love there are certain actors that completely steal our hearts we believe everything they're saying and we believe it to the nth degree and that's because they are fantastic at not only showing you the story because they've accessed their text and now they're delivering their lines in a way that you believe that i don't know killian murphy is in fact thomas shelby like you forget that the actor is is a person so when they actually do an interview in their real accent like a few weeks later you're like oh you're not irish um <laughs> but we believe in them so much so because they're doing it in such a way and during lockdown i as i mentioned in my very very first podcast which i was just telling you all about myself is that there was a point in my life where i couldn't decide whether i wanted to be a dancer or i wanted to be an actor and it's never left me this sort of want to possibly be an actor and in lockdown, I decided to sort of go back and access that. So I started doing some course with um, 
Central School of Dance and Drama in London and it was absolutely wonderful and I met my coach, uh, an incredible guy called Jake Harders who I still uh, speak to quite often and he's actually as an actor very interested in something called the Grotowski technique which is um, another style of, of acting which again is incredibly, it's a lot about movement. It's all about the actor using their body to produce a truthful performance which the Grotowski technique is just incredibly, yeah, it's very action-based and he did lots and lots of workshops that is all about really identifying parts of the body. It's it's actually really interesting because watching Grotowski workshops, um, they look a lot like the like improvisation and workshops I used to do when I was at university um, about understanding how you can move your body and how various things like energies and things can move through your body, which again is a big long topic and I'll tell you about that in another time. But what was interesting about it is that we realised that actually dance and drama have exactly the same goals when it comes to telling a story truthfully and that's the most important thing about here because if you demonstrate that you're happy we don't believe you but if you are happy we believe you and the same for sadness the same for grief the same with being drunk for example so i'm going to use my pole theater uk art routine as an example just to talk about what this is okay um so if you want to check that video out I'll put it on my website, which is www.soduncan.com slash sodasi. You can also go to the pole dance page and you'll see this act. And in fact, kind of any of my pole uh, routines, they all kind of use the same things, but I'm going to use that one. So for anyone that didn't see it, I decided on a character who was sick of life. And actually the reason why this character even came to fruition is because when I create a pole routine... I have a genuine emotional connection to whatever the story is that I'm telling. And to the point where I usually, and this might sound a bit wild, but I usually actually tear up at some point where it's not because I'm like, oh my God, I'm just so incredible. I'm going to cry by myself. Um, but it's just like, at some point in this, like, what am I going to make a story about? Something will bubble up from me inside and I'll be very emotional. And I'm like, oh, that's it. And sometimes it's been music. Sometimes it's just been a concept. And But for this last one, Bearing in mind, I'm making it... At the time, I was actually in Romania um, and I was working on a show that was a very highly, um, let's say... It's just a high, a high energy show that was very emotional, very loud, very rowdy, but we had loads of tables in the show <laughs> and also wine. And as part of the show, the artists got... They weren't actually getting drunk, but the, the actors got more drunk as the show went on and so it produced lots of like fighting because it was a big family drama. And... I was there thinking, I don't know what the hell I want to do for this. And the competition at this point was about seven weeks away and I didn't have an idea. I had music, but I didn't have a clear idea. And that for me is weird. I never do that. I never pick music and then build something on it. That's just weird. I knew that what I wanted to was going to be kind of dark and I want it to be funny and I want it to be rowdy because it was to um, Heartbreak Hotel by Elvis, but a... Um, a Cirque du Soleil version of it from Viva Elvis, which is really rowdy, really fun, has a massive crescendo in the middle. But I could not for the life of me think, like, what is it? What's the story that I want to tell here? And I was actually getting myself into a right tiz about it because I was like, this isn't me. Why can't I think? I'm here being the movement director and a choreographer for theatre production and I can't think of a concept for a five-minute routine. So what's wrong? And I literally 
stood there. So all I had at this point is like, right, I'm going to I'm going to do something. I know that I have a table, I have a bottle and I have a glass and I'm going to do something with it and something will come to me. And I got so mad at some point I just started being really dumb and and basically acting frustrated. Lies, not acting frustrated, being frustrated. And it was in that moment of just improvising and being annoyed at myself that I was like, oh my God, this is this is it. This is the idea. I've been absolutely like super depressed, super stressed, super pissed off that the world basically ended. When lockdown landed, I was on a cruise ship performing a solo pole act with Cirque du Soleil. I'd been in talks about possibly working with them as a choreographer. I literally, my life was perfect it was on a perfect thing and then the world ended i got unceremoniously kicked off a cruise ship and landed in chesterfield and for two years i've been a frustrated artist waiting for the world to open so no wonder that my ideas were shot and annoyed and so it was the perfect thing to make a piece about so i just wanted to also for me i don't like making pieces that are incredibly personal and this is again a very important thing about demonstrating versus doing so i know a lot of pole dancers like to create pieces that are incredibly emotional incredibly personal usually about relationships and love and stuff like this and all i would say is be careful because i think to give or to give a real truthful performance you have to find something that's real because otherwise you won't perform it right because you'll demonstrate love and hurt and stuff but you won't do it because you're too scared to go to that place because it's a dark scary place so if you're ever going to make a piece that is really hard and dark to access find a slightly different story that's not quite yours so you can access a dark place but you don't need to go there and this is kind of what i did with my piece i love drunken characters because they are you're not sure what they're going to do they're erratic they can be fabulous but also ratchet at the same time and you can kind of jump from character to character within one piece. So I built this character who was fabulous, but she could have been a high-powered businesswoman that had a really shit day at work. She could have been an NHS midwife that delivered 12 babies and then one didn't make it. She could have been... A mother of 12 and she's got everyone to bed, but she just feels really shit about life. She could have been anything, but the important part was she's a good person that tries her best and she's been doing her best for a long ass time. And today she's having none of it and she wants to have a goddamn drink and go, fuck you world. I am sick of this shit. And that's what the piece was about because that's how I was feeling. I didn't have to be specific. I didn't have to suddenly, I don't know, tell the story of when I got kicked off a cruise ship and then I went home and I had to leave my family, which did my head in and then this happened and then I came to... Like, I didn't have to do that. All I had to do was build a character that showed wild, erratic frustration. And that piece of me, the audience got it. The audience really got it because I was able to not just demonstrate these feelings, but actively show a real frustration that I genuinely felt. There's a moment on stage that I scream, and I don't like screaming on stage for no reason. I think it's weird and a little bit embarrassing if it's placed in a bad place. But I placed it exactly where it felt right for me to scream. Like I had a big yell, and then I ran up the pole, and I did a whole thing, and I did a fungi, and oh my God, I'm so happy I did that. And (laughs) like all of this stuff... It was real. It was so real. And all of the choreography that I did with that, all of it was 
in my mind, it's a woman that she's pandering about her house. She's, you know, randomly cleaning stuff up, but then being like, oh, whatever. And then just throwing the, the towel on the floor rather than putting it away nicely. Or she wants to take another sip of wine because she's sick of this moment. So all the choreography, people were watching. It, and yes, it's completely bizarre movement, which no one would actually do. No one actually pole dance when they're frustrated. Like, you know, when you're frustrated, you literally go, oh, for fuck's sake. And you probably like drop your hands to your side and you go, fuck the world and you get annoyed. You don't run up a pole. That's not a thing. But what we're doing as performers, and we have the safety of the stage, we are providing a platform to present a bizarre and abstract idea of real emotion. And that's why it's fun. And that's why you can do whatever you want. <laughs> so if you want to have a little look about, and I'm not going to lie, like I, for me, it's a successful piece. Like the feedback I got from the audience, the messages I was getting from people saying like, I cried at this. This was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, I really understood the story. I had a lot of people send me messages about crying, which I was really happy about. As I mentioned before, I love making people cry because it was a bittersweet story. It wasn't about winning and it wasn't about uh, she's a fabulous person, therefore she's going to win. I wanted there to be a sad ending. I wanted her to sit on the table and be like, accept that everything is shit and I don't know when it's going to get better, which is pretty much what we all felt. And so a key thing for me as well was to not make a, not to make a piece about COVID. And there were some fantastic pieces about COVID and I am not shitting on anyone's ideas because they're all relevant and it's something that as an audience we understand it's absolutely relevant to make these pieces. I didn't want to make it about that because also for me, my COVID life was a very different life to other people's. So I didn't want to go there. And again, that's a very important thing to know that when you're going to tell a story, tell a story that's basically yours. Don't try and tell someone else's story unless you really know a lot about it because you're not going to be able to do it in the way that's right unless you really go in, which is why we hear about actors really learning about their characters and understanding everything from where are they from, how did they grow up, what were their families like, and all these things, because it's important. It's part of the journey of learning to be a character. So in other podcasts, I will tell you more about that kind of technique where we talk about each character of like the what, why, how, who, and a whole list of questions of who is this character, what is their age. And the more you know about your character inside and out, the less your piece will look demonstrated and the more your piece will look real. <laughs> okay, so that's my little mini-sode on demo demonstrating versus doing. There'll be lots more on this because it is such a fun subject to talk about. If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering Podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in Public Showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one -one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye.